What's up, everybody? Welcome to My Vicious Love, and I am in Sin City. I'm your host, Drayden Cruz. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the city of sin. We all know I love to sin. Who doesn't love to sin? And so I'm here in town. My best friend um, bought us tickets to watch Dita Von Tease, who is an amazing burlesque performer. She is just the world-renowned biggest stripper in the fucking on the planet so i've always been a huge fan of hers i've always been a huge fan of burlesque vaudeville stripping i used to be a stripper so naturally kind of being in las vegas i thought it'd be the perfect time to touch base on an american classic i mean stripping has been around for such a long time and I'm friends with the, with a lot of strippers, and actually, I'm friends with one of the best strippers in motherfucking Las Vegas. She is world-renowned. She is Insta-famous, TikTok-famous. Like, this, she has been on tour with big rappers. She's entered contests. She's, like, beat everybody. She is the motherfucking queen of the pole, Miss Spin Shay. What is going on, honey? Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going great. I absolutely love it here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we've been friends for, I want to yeah, say like about eight years, seven years, I want to say. I, how, I, under seven. seven so, I've been stripping for seven. Okay, yeah, because I feel yeah. like. I think you got me at like the very beginning of my stripping career. So I think maybe it's been like six, six mm -hmm. and a half. That's pretty wild. I know you were a little puppy. When I met you, you were a baby and you were, I mean, you're a contortionist. <laughs> yep. T t tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm spinning Shay. <laughs> um, I have been stripping for about seven years now. I grew up dancing, doing like ballet, contemporary, all that jazz uh, since I was five. And yeah, I'm just a crazy ass performer. I absolutely love being on the stage. Um, and yeah, um, what's what's been really well. So uh, the I met Shay through a mutual friend, um, in LA. Shay actually would dance at my crazy, like events in LA. I had this, you know, this dinner show harlot in los angeles which you know what i was thinking about bringing back i feel like please, please, we need to please. bring harlot back i feel like we need to bring harlot back i've been like hounding you over the years hey so so when's it coming back you know i think i think you know <laughs> the original harlot was made over a broken heart it was kind of me refinding my purpose within this this character and you know what's so crazy about it that harlot is my alter ego so Harlot, what I I always tell everybody, I have my alter ego, my dragon, my big BDE energy is her name is Harlot. I always tell everybody that that's my feminine energy. And Harlot is a very cunning, swanky, very classy, you know, lady of the night. She's a woman in the red dress. And I always like to pay homage to my feminine energy. I feel like a lot of us have masculine energy. We have feminine energy. Some of us live more in one than the other mine spins like you it spins exactly. back and forth all the time it's sometimes it's mass sometimes it's femme sometimes it's both at sometimes the same it's time. both at the same time exactly <laughs> sometimes it's both at the same time and because you you know right now I, i'm 
kind of the in that creative space again. I mean, my creative juices are flowing. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. It's just really crazy because I never thought in a million years I was going to write a book. And I'm in the middle of writing a book. It was, it was going to be a true story. It is based in truth, but it's really like this very interesting thriller that I'm writing with with a friend of mine, and it's based on reality, but we're switching it up. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a murder in the book, so it's going to be fancy. <laughs> Someone's dying in the book, you know. But I feel like after breakups, after we we get in these creative spaces. 100% you find yourself again. Yeah, you you find yourself and again. it's a journey going through that, especially like seeing how much they have affected you because you don't really realize how much, whether they dragged you down or dragged you up, you don't realize how much of an effect they have on you until they're gone, whether it's a positive or a negative way. Most of the time, fucking negative extremely <laughs> negative yeah it's so. it's it's finding creative ways to your you know to release that negative energy and for me i met you when i was at the cusp of my uh, the, my last breakup that i was on oh, six yeah. years ago six seven years ago and i was just so creative and i was trying to find these creative outlets to express this hurt and I feel like I'm in that right now. I, 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 again, it's extremely creative. Um, you know, a lot of people think that you have to harbor these feelings, but sometimes the best art comes from your darkest moments. And for you, you're an artist, you're a performer. This is what you do. I mean, and you're fucking amazing at what you do, by the way. You are, I mean, Shay on a strip pole. I mean, I'm surprised you haven't like done like Cirque du Soleil or something. They don't pay enough. They don't pay enough. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going. I'm not going right. to Cirque. I'm they don't pay enough. They wanted a PG-13. They don't want me, you know, squeezing my titties, <laughs> like doing whatever I fucking do. I'd have to like be very strict with it. I wouldn't have any change or flow with it. And I like just going with the flow. My body can't always do the same exact trick the same exact way night after night after night and so like for me I just really like being able to perform and seeing what comes from it because it's different every time I may be doing like same tricks and everything but it's going to come out in a different way depending on how I'm feeling how the crowd is interacting and shit if the crowd's going off I'm going the fuck off you know yeah so I just like to be able to have that freedom when I have to like do something in a way that constricts that i don't like it so well today's episode is all about celebrating stripping and th and the ups and the downs because i feel like being a, a dancer you definitely have to deal with both you have to deal with a lot of bullshit it's not like all oh, like absolutely perfect money after money after money no there's highs which are very high which are fan-fucking-tastic but there's also lows that are very fucking low yeah well it's so for me what a lot of people don't know is i used to be a stripper i stripped in uh phoenix arizona back at dick's cabaret fully nude Fully nude strip club. I was uh, 23 years old, I want to say. Um, I'll never forget. I was in culinary school and 
I had, you know, working the fucking restaurants were not that it. It was not it. It was not a thing. It you were not making money. And I was, um, I was a host at a restaurant called Zest, and I remember they used to have like this little pamphlet of like like a little gay magazine. And at the back of the gay magazine was the um, the ad for this cabaret. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It would be fun to go check this out. And so I went to a club one night and I met some of the strippers that worked there. And I was like, hey, I, you know, interested. <laughs> I'm interested. Can you set me up? And so they're like, you know what? Come to the club on Wednesday and you can talk to the owner well, I went to the club, kind of dressed up. Yeah, I dressed up because I was like, I thought I was going to the strip club. You know what I mean? Show out. And sure enough, immediately they're like, let's yeah. talk. They're like, are you interested? And they're like, yeah. Okay, get up there and dance. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? They're like, yeah, get up there and dance now. Pick two songs and you have to get naked. It. I had to get butt naked. This was on a Wednesday at that like 10 o'clock at night experience and too. it was like get up and take off your clothes and I was like what and I remember just being so fucking nervous and they were like you need to pick two songs and I picked um The Dope Show by Marilyn Manson and uh Closer by Nine Inch Nails and I remember when I was dancing to The Dope Show you know I was taking my clothes off I was like really got burlesque because I was like at that point I really didn't know how to strip right and so I was very like burlesque taking off my clothes but I remember when Closer from Nine Inch Nails came on I remember the lights were dim and the fog was going mm -hmm. and this guy in and I remember closing my eyes and I was not yeah. paying attention to the people Whatever in the audience going on at all you and, was in your own world and I was it. taking <laughs> off my clothes dancing to the music and I'll never forget when it came time to take off my underwear. And I mean, I was, it was cold in there. So I was not, you know, I was not at full attention, but I didn't care. Right. I, I didn't care. I was just, you know, kind of dancing and kind of doing my thing. And by the time it was over, I, they opened up, they turned on the house lights and all the dancers were watching me. Mm -hmm. And I got hired right there on the spot. They're like, you just yes. blew our mind. Mm -hmm. And I think I started a couple days later and, um, I remember having to do my first lap dance and I was so nervous. Oh, I was shaking. How, how about you? What, 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 what was it like for you to uh, to kind of get into the club for the first time in your first uh, lap dance? I had always been interested for a long as time. Shit, when I was younger, I used to joke that I would make a bomb ass stripper. And here I am. Um, and here you are. Yeah, exactly. But um, my first time in the club was when I was 20. Um and I had gotten in there. They're like, okay, you just hop on stage, go off, get naked as fuck. Because of course, if I'm under 21, it's gonna be at a fully new club that doesn't have alcohol. And so I just hopped up there, and I was like, fuck it, I like dancing. I grew up dancing. This is just dancing and getting naked, which I never like clothes. So fuck it, we ball. And so I went up there, I did it. It was like the same thing. They they did not expect that it was my first time up there. They're like, no, you, you've done this before. I'm like, no, never. Should have done it sooner. Should have done it when I was 18. Could have been breaking in so much more money. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's a little interesting because I actually feel so much more comfortable naked. So yeah. comfortable naked. I actually, on Thanksgiving Day, I kind of snuck in a little date. A little a little pillow session date before dinner mm -hmm. and this really handsome uh guy came over who lives in my neighborhood 
and we had been talking for a while and we were we were like having a drink in my in my kit in my living room and I said, hey, do you want to go to the room? Because we've already been talking, you know. Right. We've already, talking, been, we've already been talking and drinking. And yeah. And then I was, you know, we went to the room and I immediately took off my clothes. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, take off your clothes. And I, as I said, I feel so much more comfortable. Right. Dude, literally, I was so shaken up in my kitchen and my, because in my kitchen and my living room were in the same area. Um, and then we went to my bedroom and I got butt naked and I was like, we opened up super comfortable. Like, and then he was like, you're so funny. I was like, why? He's like, I like how you are so nervous in the, in the, in, in your living room with clothes, but you come in here and you're so comfortable. Right. Some of us are more comfortable in the nude. We really are. And some of us are not comfortable in the nude. Some of us live, live in our shame in the nude. I mean, with our clothes on. Yeah, if you, it just depends where you feel more comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable being naked, that's completely fine. I understand. I hope that you find the freedom that I feel it brings for me and everything. But I don't dog on me that I like to be naked. I don't like clothes. Shit, walk around my house. I'm wearing as little as fucking possible. Yeah, because you can have the biggest dick, the biggest tits, the best body, the best ass, everything. And you can still be extremely insecure about your body. 100%. Super sh shame in your body. I learned this in my last relationship. My ex was very good looking guy. Yeah. You know, but well endowed the whole nine yards. And he would live in his shame a lot. Yeah. Not wanting to be in the nude. We went to a nude we went to a nude beach one time and I was like, come on, babe, let's get naked. And I'm talking about he shut the fuck down, bro. Like shut down. And I was like, what's going on? Like you have a nice dingy, like Come on, let's it's be not naked. Like, so really, especially when you're somewhere where people are naked a lot and everything, like, honestly, there's not that much fucking judgment. People know how bodies look and everything. And your body is what provides you life. It's what provides you to do what you want to do. I'm thankful for my body, for all the crazy ass shit allows me to do. But even just simply living and everything, being able to move and everything. Your body allows you that. So it's just like be appreciative for what you are able to do because of your body. Be thankful for it. I, I, I remember one instance specifically. I was in Antwerp and I was hanging out with my really beautiful friends that mm -hmm. live out there. They took me to a sauna and it was a fully nude sauna. And yeah, I lo I loved them too. And it was it was a, it was a co-ed one. It wasn't like yeah. a gay one. It wasn't a sex one. It was just a day spa right, that everyone right. it was a nudist one. And when we got there, everyone just got butt naked. Immediately, everybody got naked. And I was like, oh. And, th and then I got a little red. And, they and then my friend Sam looks at me. He's like, Drayden, I've never known you to be a bashful girl. Right. And I was like, um, okay. And I remember, like, taking my clothes off. Like, I was in fucking junior high in the, in the, in the locker room. One thing at a time. And they had these amazing. Amazing bodies, they just yeah. smoking hot bodies, beautiful thing dangling between their legs, and I was just like, okay. And uh, but as soon as I got naked, they immediately started complimenting me on my figure because yeah. they're all tall, muscular, you know, uh, Europe, Northern European guys, and I'm this like you know shorter Latino boy, but I got curves. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I got the legs and the booty and, you know, I got the Coke bottle body. And they were literally, they were like. Every type of body is fucking gorgeous. Like, you just have to see it that way. Like, don't 
you like look comparing yourself to other bodies like your body is perfect the way it is if there's something you want to change about it do it for you but don't do it for anybody else like everybody else like i said we know what real bodies look like and shit like that so it's not like oh because i got a little bit of a belly or because this hangs this way this hangs that way it's okay that's i'm more comfortable with the actually with the little bit of fluff right like with a little bit like right now i mean my body's pretty toned right now like i'm 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 probably the thinnest and the most a little bit of jiggle you know yeah but i do got a little bit of jiggle and i appreciate it before when i was younger when i was in my 20s I would get super insecure about the jiggle. And now I'm like, ooh, what's up, jiggle? Right. I'll be looking at myself in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, ooh, right. what's up with you? How are you doing, you know? We popping out today. Those legs be looking really good, <laughs> exactly. So let's get into the world of stripper. Today's episode is for the love of a stripper. And I feel like, I feel like stripping and dancing is so underrated and people have such bad things to say but to me it's such a beautiful way to express yeah. yourself it is it is so to me stripping is glamorous i think yeah. it's so glamorous to the glitter the body glitter the victoria's secret smell the lights and the show of the, the show of it all the slow the dancing seduction. The, the seduction it is my favorite <laughs> thing in the whole wide world i appreciate strippers so much dancers however you want to call them how do you feel that stripping empowers you as a woman well i feel like just being able to go out there put on a show be me like and be appreciated for it it just feels so good it's like being celebrated when you're on stage and people are throwing this money on you and everything or if somebody's getting a dance, they just keep adding more time. They give you a big ass tip because they just appreciate you, your time, your body, your personality, that connection that you bring. It just feels so good to be celebrated for that, basically. Especially when like you're able to meet all these different people from all over and like for me, with my following and everything, I have a following from all over the damn world. And so the fact that like I could, if I walk into any strip club, there's going to be a dancer, somebody there who knows who the fuck I am. The fact that like I have this reach, that I have like all these people who are motivated by me, inspired by me, it just feels very empowering. Like I don't know if I could see myself doing anything else because of the appreciation that I get through that. I mean, you are a very well sell a big celebrated dancer. I mean, I've watched your career blossom. I've seen you and your little pole tricks to now you have incorporated so much different technique in your dancing. I mean, you have grace. I mean, she's she's she goes on tour with 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 some artists like you. She's I'm been on with, with Snoop Dogg, with Snoop Dogg times. multiple times and. You have yeah. one, you're pretty much beating every single contest that you go to. You're showing up, showing out. I mean, people really love you. And it's crazy because for me, I see you, I don't see you as a stripper. Even though I know you're a stripper, I don't see, I see you as this like amazing performing artist. And you're only fucking, you're in your mid 20s. Yeah. And I feel like you've had a whole fucking career. <laughs> I really have, though, especially like when we look at how long I've been dancing, because. 
like growing up dancing ballet and all that shit since I was five years old. I'm 27 now. I've been dancing for 25 years now. 22, 25, whatever that math is. Um, but I've been dancing for well over 20 years now. And um, it's just been going on forever. And since I started stripping seven years ago, finding the art that I can within that has been amazing. Finding out like more about myself, my show. I could not see myself doing anything else because I just love dancing so much. I love being on a stage and I love being able to have the freedom to go up there and do what I want and not be like judge or nothing like that. Well, I am, I mean, I personally have mastered the art of mm -hmm. seduction. I can seduce my way into anything. And it's, yeah. <laughs> to me, seduction is also the art of manipulation, mm -hmm. but manipulation also has a very negative conduct, context to it if it's used in a negative way reality. but if you're if you're if you're manipulating the art of seduction to give somebody a fantasy yeah or to put yourself exactly where you need to be i always tell everybody if you're doing something and it's not negative you're not hurting anybody right. you're not you know you're, you're happy just, to do it anyway you're, you're bringing some sort of right. sensuality if it's you know accentuating your your looks accentuating your your clothing if you're pretending to be a character for the night you know sometimes a little manipulation isn't bad yeah because you can manipulate anything in your life as long as you don't do it in like a demeaning way and shit like we manipulate our lives into what we want it to be we keep pushing forward to change things in our life to be how we want them and i think as long as you're not like trying to take advantage of anybody no you're just encouraging them to do what they want to do. Now, <laughs> for me, it's always you. I have to. I, I have a couple different parts of my personality. I have, you know, like I said, my masculine energy that's Drayden, my feminine energy that's Harlot, and then I have my just my steadfast, mm -hmm. you know, uh, personality. Um, when when does spin shay go away and when does at home shay come in do you have a hard time separating your your stage life to your home life well my home life definitely fucking not because most of the time the second i clock out i am exhausted and ready to be home ready to relax like people think with how i go off on stage and everything i must be this big personality like always partying always like hype and everything when it's actually the complete opposite when i get home i like to smoke weed relax on my couch my favorite thing to do when i'm off is absolutely nothing because i don't get time to just sit around that often and so a lot of the times i'm definitely more reserved when i'm off the clock when i'm at home if i go out places like i like to sit back and observe and everything so, like, my self when I'm off the clock is completely different than when I'm on it. A lot of the times I just like to kick back, chill, wear something comfy, not have to worry about doing makeup if I don't have to, and I can just relax. Yeah, you, 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 have, you, you, leave, you leave your alter ego at the club. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's extremely healthy to have your work persona and your at-home persona. I've been extremely guilty of it bleeding into my home life, and it has caused 
devastation at home. Um, I've learned that throughout, you know, my time of dating where I can't turn, sometimes it's hard turn for me to off. turn that person off mm-hmm. and I, I really regret it. There, it. This is like one of the, one of the biggest things that I, that I will admit now yeah. to myself and, you know, to everyone that's listening, it's just, you know, that's the hardest thing to do sometimes is to turn off your work persona, yeah. that person, that boss bitch that you know that big dick energy and you're home and it's just like that doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. what exists is within the confines of your of your of your safe space you know your relationship i feel like i have the complete opposite issue like because i'm so used to like once i get off i turn all the way the fuck off like most of the time i don't care to like chit chat or anything like that when i'm at home i like to sit like silence or watch something on tv and not have to like be on that feels good for me and a lot of the times if i were to bring somebody into my life like i am not used to having somebody around consistently like that and so like reminding myself like hey i need to like still have a little bit turn on to be able to still keep up discussion and everything like that but a lot of the time I'm too tired, I'm too exhausted, and I only have a certain amount of energy to socialize with. So finding that I, in the club when I'm performing or going out doing these gigs and stuff, my social battery is completely zapped. So once I get off, it's hard for me to find more energy to be able to go about, try to have that personal life, see my friends, try dating or anything like that because I just... I'm so exhausted from the club. Well, that's actually great that you kind of brought up dating because let's talk about what it's like to date a stripper, falling in love with a stripper. I mean, let's what has that been like for you to be a dancer and 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 in your trials and tribulations with men? How has that been? Let's talk about that. Oh well. <laughs> um, oh wow. shit's about to get real right now. Um, for me, it definitely is difficult navigating the dating world as a stripper, especially as somebody who is very well known and everything. It definitely can be very intimidating for somebody to like see the amount of attention that I get. And so it's just like, it's definitely a lot to take on because I know I can get overwhelmed by it too myself. And so I can completely understand somebody who's trying to be my partner, seeing that from the outside, how it can be overwhelming as well. And like, it definitely can take a lot of like, it can include a lot of jealousy and everything, especially like with going into the club, you have to like trust your partner and everything like that, that they are respecting your relationship and shit and but it's the same as any other fucking job like a lot of people use their jobs as their social lives so if you have a partner and they work in the restaurant industry the restaurant injuries the bleh, the restaurant right, industry yeah. are whores everybody's sleeping around yeah, this so is true <laughs> so it's just like with any other job when you guilty out into the fucking world guilty <laughs> exactly guilty. um no, it's true. I, you know, you have to be a very secure person to date a dancer. A hundred percent. You have to be extremely secure with yourself because 
Your partner. are so sure of themselves. They've built themselves up. They've been able to withstand rejection every fucking night, but they still know they're the baddest bitch. They still know how to convince people who aren't used to paying for shit to pay for it. Well, know? it's because you have to think that you're the object of desire. We are the objects of desire. And I mean, I dated strippers. My ex-girlfriend, my first girlfriend, as soon as she turned 18, go to the strip. She, right. She's like, I don't want to work. You better take your ass to the strip club. She'll tell you this day. I named her, took her to her first strip club. <laughs> I, you know, she was a stripper. She's like, you fucking were 18 years old. Maybe go to the strip club. I didn't make you go to the strip club. You, you needed money. You chose to go there. And you chose to stay there. And... You know, but I loved it. Oh, my God. When I would go, I, I would love to go see her dance. I was obsessed. I am absolutely obsessed with strippers. And that's what, like, I would want out of a partner and everything. A lot of the times, like, they would not want to go in to see their girlfriend get all their attention and shit because they would get immensely jealous seeing these other guys throwing money and shit like that. Instead of thinking, like, wow, look at that hot ass bitch up there. That's my girl. You know, I want to go throw some money on her too. Show these guys, like, hey, yeah, make I'm it rain for us, baby. Too, right? Yeah, make it, make it, make it rain and for us. So, like, I feel like I would like somebody to come in and see me and be able to give me that support, especially because if I have a, my partner there, then I'm like, oh, I know who I'm like dancing to all fucking night. Like, I am gonna give an amazing ass performance solely because they're there. Like, well, I give amazing performance anyways, but I'll be more encouraged to. <laughs> what has been your ultimate stripping experience? Like the one where you're like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Um, You know, this I'm doing this in front of these people where I've made enough money. What has been like your most epic stripper story? Well, man, most epic stripper story. I was like, I, I feel like I'm still so early in my fucking career and shit I, that we I, still building it up. Like I could tell you mine. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Go I ahead. can I can tell you mine. So my aunt uh, Perla, she was married to Slash from Guns N' Roses, and you know I lived shit. with them. I lived with them for many years in Beverly Hills, and they had, used to have a club downstairs in their house. Like oh, we had a club. Oh yeah, and it was. I'm talking about like Paris Hilton, Charlie Sheen, like. It was wild. Afrojack, Skrillex, like people would come to the party. We would have parties there all the time. And I remember they still once, having parties. Let me pull up. <laughs> I remember one specific night. I won't name. I can't. I, I can never say who was in that room. But I'll never forget. Um, uh, we had some pretty epic names in the house. And we used to have like, you know, when people were there, we were drinking. Everybody was partying. There was a lot of cocaine. It was just, it was wild. And... We used to have the stripping contest. So whoever would, you know, it didn't matter who was in the room. If you got called out, like, you would have to dance. Right. No matter what. And one night, my Aunt Perla, she knew I was a good dancer. And she got on the mic. She's like, all right, Drady, you better get out and show your <laughs> shit. And she played um, Lolita by Lana Del Rey. And that was one of my favorite songs at the time. And I remember, there's actually a picture of this. I got butt ass naked for some pretty heavy hitters in the room and i'll never forget i was so fucked and i was like i cannot believe that this is happening like these people are watching me get butt naked right now and it was pretty awesome like we still talk about all those crazy nights and i had a lot of fun i mean i i stripped for um 
I stripped for a private party one time and there was like a lot of executives there. It was just, I, I did it for a friend's birthday party and I did my banana flambe show oh, from yeah. Harlan. So I did my banana flambe show, which is one of my, I still to this very day, if I get a chance to do that again, I would be totally no. down to do the banana. <laughs> we called it flambion. We called it Flambion. So if I could do Flambion again, I would. But I was able to do that well, for some. Let me have you come up for one of my shows. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking about coming out of stripper retirement. I mean, I got the body for it right. now. You might as well use it. Like... And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> might as well put it out. I'm open for business. But I'll be I'll be tapping it with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. And so what I mean, how how is how has Vegas been for you? How has Vegas been treating you? Well, I absolutely love Vegas. I love living here. I couldn't see myself living anywhere else. It works best for me because with my following, everybody comes to Vegas at some point in their fucking life. So I always have people in town that want to see me. Um, as per stripping, this year has definitely been one of the roughest years I've seen. Definitely can tell that the economy has is, is been going down a bit. But I'm hoping it'll start to pick up even... While it's rough right now, I've been telling all the girls who are going through it, I'm like, look, if you can make it through this, you can make it through anything. You can do anything. You just got to hold it down. You have to be smart. Even like while things are rough in the strip club, that's the perfect time to like start like planning income outside of the strip club, seeing what other income you can bring in. Like if it wasn't for me teaching pole dancing and all of that, I probably wouldn't have made it through this year, but thankfully I have that. So it's able to come in. It's I, I think that I believe, sorry, I believe that economic grit makes you a better person. It makes you a smarter That's business person. Wait, if you can get through the, 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 the rough, the rough patch, because let me tell you that, that this year was a rough patch. So I mm -hmm. stopped working. I stepped away from my career yeah entirely stepped away from work and i completely went into hibernation mode yeah and i worked and on myself i worked on myself i took that time mm -hmm. right when the economy started taking a shit and everyone's like well how are you gonna pay your rent how are you gonna pay it you know what life figured itself out right I, and i got a check for you know when when i was broke in february I don't know if I conjured it up in a spell or if I prayed to Jesus for it, but I got a $20,000 check in the mail. Just there you go like that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's how it's been all year. It's just like, even though, I mean, I've always made really good money. I've always made amazing money, I, yeah. you know? And so for me having to economize a little bit this year, it definitely makes you like have to consider what you do with your life, all the extra shit. All the extra shit you've got to pay for and everything. I got thrifty. I yeah, got really you have crafty. To. I, you know, I, I, I mean, I had the best adventures mm -hmm. broke this year. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing about it was I wasn't even really broke. Like, I thought it was rock bottom and everyone was like, bro, you live in a brand right, new apartment right. on the sixth floor of a new building in, you know, in Los Angeles. appreciative for what you for wh have. And also just like start being smarter with how you spend all the extra shit that you spend out. But still like it really humbles you a hundred percent. Like, hey, I have to like look back on what I have. Yes, I am struggling. Yes, there are people who are definitely going through a lot worse. But like it makes you stop and consider where you are at in your life, 
where you at compared to like the world, what the world's going through, what you're going through, what your friends are going through. It just kind of gives you a perspective that you didn't have before. What do you think is the downside to dancing, to being a stripper? What do you consider is like the biggest negative besides, you know, having the economic crisis every now and then? Like, what do you feel is like the biggest red flag to you about doing what you do? Well, in stripping, you meet all kinds of people. You can meet the best of people, but you can also meet the worst of people. So when you meet those people, you need to learn how to like not let it bring you down, how to not let others' negativity like just affect how you go about your life. In the strip club, we face rejection day after day after day. And so not letting that bring down your worth because it's not it doesn't show what your worth is it shows how that person is how like bad of a person that person is when like I've met some of the rudest people in the club this year because especially when money is hard people get mean oh yeah really and they and they want that ten dollars to stretch baby they're having to make you work extra hard for that vip lap dance and they're trying to get the absolute most for the absolute least and it's just like finding ways to like giving your energy to those who deserve it not everybody like I'm very thankful that I'm able to if there's a customer and he just gives me off a bad vibe I could tell he's going to be doing too way too fucking much he's too touchy and everything like that I'm able to be like, hey, I don't want to do this dance. I don't want to talk to you. I will walk away. But shit, when times are hard, we're not able to do that sometimes. And a lot of people just have to suffer through it. And it shouldn't be like that. We should be able to like, stripping has taught me a lot of boundaries, how to hold my boundaries and not let somebody push past them. Finding ways to like kind of shut that shit down but in a way that won't ruin the mood, you know? If you're in a dance already, you want a good tip, but they're being too pushy. How to be like, hey, hey, okay, let's bring this down a bit without ruining that. And so it's just finding ways past that, finding out how to stand your ground. That's all it takes. And you've probably seen a spike in sex working, like prostitution, because the girls probably... Like, what when the they start getting a bit desperate, they, desperate, they have, have to, to survival, like, especially because, like, I props to them, I don't have the balls it takes to fucking do that. But especially out here, like, I guys come into the club. I know my club is very strict against that shit, but there are other clubs that are a lot more open to it. So, whenever guys are looking for that, I'm like, hey, maybe y'all should go to this club, or I know there's always girls working here. Or in Vegas, we live where there's legal-ass brothels. So up, the, just... up a couple hours away. Right. Less than one hour. It's like 45 minutes away. The, where's the bunny ranch? I don't fucking know. But there, there's, there's, there's like... Middle of the desert somewhere, yeah. yeah. The middle of the desert, there's a, there's a brothel somewhere. <laughs> but you could go somewhere and straight up get what you want and not have to worry about, hey, is this place able to get it? Is this place able to get it? Like, I'll straight up tell them, like, hey, this is where you can go find that shit. You could go into the strip and find girls working there. Like, a lot of my friends have been pushed more into full service and everything. Shit, I'd even consider it, but I 
I'm a fucking pussy. I get scared talking to these fuckers. I mean, I well, this is I mean, this is this is a place to speak our truth. I didn't have to do full. Oh fucking shit! You didn't have to, but you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me, I didn't have to. Meaning, like, I did have a couple clients when I was yes. back back in my stripper days, back in my Drayden Cassidy days. That was the, literally that was my stripper name, Drayden mm-hmm. Cassidy. And yeah, I had one client that used to like to take me to dinner, and used to like to take me home, and he used to like to eat his dessert as well and yeah he used to you know I used to let him eat his dessert but it never went past oral sex and I don't I it never was full-fledged penetration but I mean what I would admit it I have been a lady of the night a couple times and I I, I'm not ashamed of it I think it's I'm not something to be ashamed of. Sex is fucking natural, and I got paid very well too to get my butt in. Sex to people who probably won't be able to get it in their regular lives, even if they fucking do, they're still gonna fucking pay for it. You know, I, I was just talking about the prostitute theory with friends and prostitution and dating. Okay, so I've been on, I don't know, probably like five bad dates. Yeah. Okay, I've spent about a hundred dollars every single one of those dates. That did not result in a sexual like relation. And that was about 500, 600 bucks. Okay. I did the math. I could go on to rentmen.com and I could have gotten like the man of my dream for the (laughs) same price of five shitty days. And got what you want. And got it exactly what I wanted. Especially with like a man. Because majority of men, that's all that they're thinking about. Like, when they come in, they're not wanting, even though they want, or like, oh, let's go out to eat, blah, 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 blah. It's You're not wanting to date me. You're wanting to fuck me. Yeah. Like, be serious here. So it's just like, hey, just get past all the fucking bullshit and go see a full-service sex worker, and you can get what you want and not waste all of our time. Like I can't believe I'm gonna I'm not can't believe I'm gonna admit this story, <laughs> but I will. Uh-oh. I feel like we're here. No, so I'm not a big oral sex person. I'm not. I feel like I'm getting more into it now that I'm single, and you know, there's. I feel right. like I'm adding some spice into it because sometimes I just don't want to have sex. But same, you know. But my ex is like his pee would always his penis would always, you know he wouldn't wash it all the time and. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to give him oral because it's right. smell like pee sometimes. And please, you know, please, like, why don't you suck my dick? Why don't you suck my dick? Clean please. it, goddamn it! And people get like, wash for it. Yeah, and 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 so one time, finally, he's like, "You need to do this, and you need to do that." And I was like, "Hey, babe, how about this? How about I find someone to give you a blowy, or let's get to a hooker, right? Let's get us a hooker, and let's split the hooker. Let you can pick it out, and we can all have our sexual fantasies." I feel like sexuality i feel like sexuality could be explored so many ways Mm -hmm. if you want to get a hooker get a hooker i am all about sex workers right okay you you do not get me to you will not get me to to like downplay or like talk crap about you know only fans models or Or, you know, prostitutes or strippers or whatever you decide to do. You know, if you want to sell your feet pics, sell them motherfucking toes. Sell them toes, girl. Sell them toes. Sell them toe pics. 
I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. As long as you're being healthy and you're creatively doing this. Right. Because you know, sometimes it's like, I don't want to eat no butt. I don't want to eat no butt. No. <laughs> I don't. Can I get someone else to eat your butt for you? And Can we invite someone else like, to eat the butt? A lot of times with like sex and everything, like people find it so hard to believe when there's something that you don't care to do and everything like that. Like these days, I feel like everybody is just like, oh, yeah, you just they just expect you to be open for everything, especially as a stripper. Like people see my posts and everything and they expect I'm like this sex craze and everything like that. It's really the complete opposite for me. Like for me, I honestly don't care for sex that fucking much. It's not like the above all thing. If I don't get fucked, I'm going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. no. Like, I, yes, I get horny here and there, but it's not, like, a consistent thing. I'm not, like, every week, like, hey, who am I going to fuck? Who am I going to fuck? Not going for it. Like, I don't really care for that all that much. So when people, like, approach you and that's all that they want, they, like, don't react well. But you're like, well, that's not what I want. Well, because you work you work in sex. Like, you're right. selling sex. So, of course, you're not going to get home and be horny. Because you have to deal with horny people all day. Right. You're dealing with you're dealing with fucking hormones all day long. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I, I don't get enough of it. You know, I'm just right. like, you know, last <laughs> night I was up till two in the morning looking for some for, you know, looking for a good time. <laughs> and finally, I just jerked off and went to bed. You right. know, but also I'm extremely picky. I'm super, super picky. I am all about quality versus quantity yeah i will legitimately be talking to a hundred dudes on grinder and maybe i might hook up with one of them because they at the end of the day it's not shallow to know what you want sexually right if you want a 10 incher go get yourself a 10 incher you want a six incher go get yourself a six incher if you want a freaking, you know, roast beef vagina. Go get yourself some Arby's, baby, you know, or big boobies or whatever. Whatever turns you on, by all means, go okay. get it. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Right. As long as it's coming from a healthy place. I mean, some uh, toxic love is, uh, you know, you know, nice little spanking every now and then, you know. But I also don't feel that that's bad. And I, I always talk about people living in shame in their sexuality and for me, being a stripper, I got to celebrate my body. I got to celebrate. Right. I loved being the object of desire. Being right. the object of desire was it's hot. So hot. Like when you're on, especially when like you're on stage and everybody is just like there for you. They're making it rain like crazy. And it's just like you that that feeling is amazing. That vibe in the air, the energy that the love that the crowd is giving to you like there's nothing like it it's my favorite thing ever it's a rush it really is the adrenaline from it it just like the this past weekend all of my stage shows were like fucking amazing it felt so good to finally get that you know i might what do you what do you when are you working next i might have to come to the club well i'm working tonight really my literally what what time are you on 11 p.m i'm gonna be at me you're going to be at Minx? Yeah, my best yeah. my best friend Tiana and I, we're going to go to the strip. We're going to eat for a little bit. I think we're going to go catch she a show. She drinks, too. Oh, fant- fantastic. Fucking fantastic. fantastic. 
And tomorrow we're going to go, well, the, the, today we were going to have like a doozy. We were going to go watch a show tonight. Yeah. And then tomorrow we're watching Dita Von T's at the Horseshoe. But we were literally talking about going to strip club today. Hell yeah! And it's so funny because I th- I think we're gonna end up going there. Hell yeah! That, that'll 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 be really nice. Well, I mean, this has been a. To be honest with you, I'm so glad I did this episode with you. We've been talking about it for a while. For a while. Too. Last week, you know, last week I shot an episode and it was really hard for me, yeah. and I was actually super nervous doing this today because. I completely shut down last week doing yeah. doing an interview or d- doing a podcast episode about the deep shit about the real yes mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting ready to do that like all the stuff I have not yeah. talked about the really triggering Take sad God, the build up to it yeah the, the, this build up has been killing me and finally I decided you know what I want to do this episode mm-hmm. I want to talk about it I've been asked multiple times like let's do this and finally we did it and yeah. I shut the fuck down. I heard back the one hour episode and I was so triggered. Mm-hmm. Listening, having, to, you know, when traumatic- having to listen to yourself, like when you're describing what you've been through, because like when you are talking about it, you're just on autopilot because you're just for one, trying to disassociate so it doesn't affect you again, but it is important to talk about it and shit. So a lot of times when you're talking about it with somebody and then you just, your mind just pushes everything out and you don't even get the chance to think because you don't want to think about it. If you think about it, you're going to have to feel it again. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking at pictures, reading text messages, just having to go back to a dark place, right? Having to go relive everything to talk about it and to hash it out, it's hard. It's, it's not, so it's, fucking hard. It is. It is. Right, therapists get paid that fucking much. <laughs> it is the hardest. This is going to be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. So it was extremely important to me to fucking, like, bring happiness today. Right. To, like, talk about fun things. Even next, you know, next week I have um my one of my really close friends, Alexis Amore. She's, mm-hmm. like, all-time porn star, like, Hall of oh, yeah. Famer. So... You know, we're going to talk everything, you know, how to make love like a porn star. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, we're going to still live in this sexy time. I, I really love talking about sex and right. love it. I love it. I love it. I, I People, you guys know me. People, you know, all my every single one of my exes. And by the way, I am never fucking dating anyone who is prudy <laughs> in bed, who is a freak behind closed doors. But it's like, I don't want to talk about this. Nope. <laughs> I am. I am dating an open book from here. Right. On. I am not. No one's that's in their shame from their sexuality mm-hmm. because everyone's always been like, you shouldn't talk about this. And why is your mind always like this? And it's like, bro, I am just so sex positive. Right. Such a sex positive person. Like, I don't need anyone bringing your insecurities and your don't bring your shame to my right. game, baby. Right. Just because somebody's just more because you got burned. Right. Just because somebody's more comfortable doing and talking about stuff that you weren't comfortable with doesn't mean you have to bring them down well yeah like, like, you know somebody was yeah. like might have gotten a venereal disease or you might you know and that's real shit it fucking happens because I mean, especially like real this year shit happens i mean people are like oh i oh my god i mean i get it some situations are a lot more traumatic than others but this is why it's such a thing because it's so like against to talk about and shit 
when we need to be real about it. Like regular people aren't getting tested as often. They're That's not. how it spreads as much. Like sex workers, we get tested on a fucking regular, especially if they're filming consistently. They have to pay over $300 every two fucking weeks to fucking film. Like sex workers are on this shit and yet they're looked at as the um the ones who are full of STDs and everything like that. But really They're the cleanest people. Right. It's all the regular people who are, don't care to get tested between each partner. Don't care to keep up with it and everything like that. I know that. I got I got trust me, I got a I got gonorrhea this year from a straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> who was going back home to his wife at the time. I found out afterwards. Lord. Yeah, it's it's the people that like either are DL or like it seems a little sus that I... that that's what you you have a dirty experience mm-hmm. with, and so that's why I constantly you know I'm I'm doing a lot more vetting with 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 whenever I'm hooking up. Like I'm always just I don't want to I don't not want to get a venereal disease. Thank baby Jesus, I don't have anything. You know everything I've gotten has been um solved with a shot in the end yeah i mean i did i did have a scare with something mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a couple weeks i finally like right. want to talk about yeah. this scare that i had um and it and it was like you know you could take a pill a day right you know that pill a day keeps the doctor away but you know i, I definitely had a situation where i freaked out and you know, I thought I thought I caught something and, you know, thank God I didn't. Thanks, mm. baby Jesus. I am clean and clear. But, you know, I also have a lot of sympathy for people who, you know, who do have STDs or do live with HIV and they or do, do live. have to live with it. And like people also like put them down so much when the. the why why oh, I want to say technology, but, like the medicine these days has become so much more advanced. Where you are able to live with it, not be detected, and everything like that, not pass it to other people. Yeah, and with the it's, the, the uh, it's uh, Big Tarvi and uh, and Pep, and I think yeah. that there's a bunch of different stuff that people that and people so, like, use these days. It's so much like easier to live without the fear of it, as long as they are like taking care of themselves, taking their pill that they need to, and everything. Like, it's not really so much the any of the, like, diseases or anything that scares me. It's the people. Because if the people ain't taking care of themselves, then... Yeah, you're fucked. You're the right. one that gets fucked at the end. Right. You're the one that... We all get fucked at the end. And I'm 100%. a firm... You know, I always tell everybody, if you don't wear a condom, be prepared to deal with the consequences of what you do for not wearing a condom for you. Mm-hmm. Bareback. Like, if you aren't sure... Lord knows we all like to bareback. You know what I mean? If Check you, your status. Like, go get tested. Check it. Be sure of it. Like, if not, then be protective with your sex. Wear condoms. Like, be careful. Just don't be raw dogging every person that comes your fucking way. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Stop barebacking. Okay, I know it feels good, but stop barebacking. No, it just- <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, I talk about. I, I talked about this on one of my friends' podcasts. You know. If you are going into a situation, if it's us, if you're smoking meth and you're not taking care of yourself and you go to some orgy and catch a something. something, you catch something, you know what you got yourself into. Yeah, it, 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 but I always tell everybody, fuck responsibly, be <laughs> smart, take prep, take. There's no reason as to why anyone needs to get sick anymore. 
No, and that's where I, I, you know, this, this is. I love where this episode has gone. By the way, <laughs> we have gone full <laughs> circle. We have gone full circle. You know, it has been such a delight to have you on, Shay. Thank, thank you. you so much for being my friend, and thank you so much for always showing up for me. And I'm so glad we were able to do this today. Um, if you could do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. On All social right. medias. Well, I am Spinning Shay. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Spinning Shay X. So S P I N N I N S H A E X. And Twitter is Spinning Shay with two E's at the end. So S H A E E. And yeah. Then you can find my other links to some all of the other links on the OnlyFans, baby. (laughs) (laughs) On the OF for those collabs, babe. Exactly. So that's where you can find me. If you ever come to Vegas, I'm usually at Minx on Wednesdays um, and Palomino Fridays and Saturdays. I usually work 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. So just send me a message if you want to come in and see me see the amazing show I put on. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And for me, uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok at Drayden Cruz. If you like the podcast, subscribe, leave me a review, leave me a comment. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure. Next week, the wonderful, talented and one of my very dear friends, Alexis Amore. We're going to be talking about how to make love like a porn star and all of that stuff. The sex working experience is not over yet. Before we get into this deep seated bullshit, have a nice week, everybody. See you later.